Welcome to Trap Talks. My name is Sushant. I am an e-commerce entrepreneur and each week we bring an inspiring entrepreneur or business person from e-commerce, retail or tech industries to help you discover how to start and grow your own e-commerce business. Thanks for spending some time with me today and let's get started. Hey there entrepreneurs, my name is Sushant and welcome to Trip Talks. Today, I'm really excited to welcome Oleg Kulik to the show. Oleg is the founder of Scraping Ant. Scraping Ant offers a web scraping API that allows users to extract data from websites without getting blocked. The platform handles challenges such as rotating proxy servers, headless browsers, captcha, and Cloudflare. And today I'm going to ask Oleg a few questions about his entrepreneurial journey, and some of the strategies and tactics that he has used to start and grow his business. So Oleg, thank you so much for joining me today at Trap Talks. Really, really appreciate your time. Hello, Sushant. Hello, dear entrepreneurs. Nice to be a guest at your show. Thank you so much. So, you know, we were just, before we started this, we were just talking that you are joining right now from Ukraine and, you know, right now it's, uh, most people kind of are aware there's a war going on in Ukraine, Russia, Ukraine situation, and you're kind of located in the heart of it, you know, in Kyiv. Um, so maybe, uh, you know, just give us a little bit of a, a background on what is it like uh, working in Kyiv right now, running a business out of Kyiv, um, and how are you feeling right now? Yeah, I would be happy to. So to be honest, the first year of Russian invasion in Ukraine was really tough. So we lived under the constant shelling, at least the first months of it. Russian forces was near my place. And due to the family reasons, I was not able to leave my city. So I constantly heard of their shelling and I've heard that shelling back from the Ukrainian forces and it was the like 24 hours per day and like it was really hard in terms of business for sure because we wasn't we weren't able to operate properly so the best we could do is to provide the general support of all our customers to communicate with them and to explain the situation so we had no way to do new features to like to expand our business to provide more sales we just had to keep our existing clients and continue them to operate their businesses because they are relying on our data and our service but i guess we did it pretty fine as we had no churn at the end of this of that year but it was really hard in terms we had no electricity we had no water sometimes no internet at the end of the year and like in winter but we overcome it and now we have the supply of water of food of uh, some uh, energy banks like batteries hmm. some backup internet supplies so now we can operate, I guess, even better than before, uh, before the invasion. But still, it's hard because this is still going on. Hmm. The invaders, the Russians are still in our country. We still can hear the A-Rudder sirens. It's still not the best place to grow your business. Hmm. Uh, it's uh, not that safe it's harder to collaborate with other businesses because not all the businesses kept and stayed in Ukraine. So yeah, it's harder in case of, in scope of the in-person meetings, but we are trying to overcome it by doing it all online. And yeah, we are mostly operating from home and starting from this COVID-19 times, we I guess all of us get used to it. So, For sure. Yeah, it's something that similar. There is some similarities between those situations, but still, yeah, 
for for sure it's hard yeah i mean it's uh, i mean i'm glad to hear things are a little bit better now but i think when you are in a war situation things can probably change pretty quickly so there's always that kind of risk uh, you know no matter how normal things look you know people can bomb you know in the city anytime like there's no certainty there right um but i'm very interested to learn about your business scraping ant um and your entrepreneurial story so maybe you can share a little bit about your background and what kind of how did you get the idea for scraping ant and what motivated you to start this business yeah sure so the whole my entrepreneurial like story probably started in my childhood so my parents motivated me to start doing something by my own because starting from 90s ukraine wasn't in a good place because of the ussr um, and uh, ussr collapsed and mm. all those countries started to grow and to rise by their own so there was were a lot of problems my parents need to had to overcome and they taught me to do this uh, entrepreneurial and all like entrepreneurial ventures and businesses as they started uh, a small grocery shop in the village near my hometown so they provided good goods for people in those village in that village and they taught me some basic some basics of um, how to do business what's the margins how to calculate profits and they allowed me to sell some uh, schooler utensils for before the school year starts so that money was my first money that i earned by my own so starting from that i tried several ventures um, I guess most of entrepreneurs tried some stuff like um, drop shipping or trying to sell goods, but um, then COVID nineteen started, and we all were closed at our homes. And friend of mine also lost a job, and we're looking for a new one. And his experience in data extraction and date data gathering was like really huge and we came up with this idea to try it out to create some tool that would help people to solve this problem to overcome the detections block and to test this out we published this tool at api marketplace it calls rapid api hmm. and we just started it and published it to check that traction how good is it whether people interested in it or no mm -hmm. and we got pretty good response from first customers from first people who tried it we didn't spend any cents to promote it because it was a marketplace mm. and it handled all the payments and so on so on so we decided to after that we decided to uh, started like full growing business out of it so we registered the company uh, and we started our self-hosted api self-hosted uh, website that provides all those services because it's really hard to market something that you don't have control of uh, when it's placed somewhere at some marketplace you don't know the conversion rate you cannot like place some back, like links you cannot uh, run some advertisement companies and so on so we decided to do it, it at our own platform and yeah it was the start of this project scraping and like yeah so, it started so your your co-founder is the one who's the technical one you are more of the business person is that correct or or you you also are involved in like the technical coding aspects of this business yeah we are two technical founders so we both of us like have 
10 plus years of uh, software development experience, but he had more experience in data extraction. And I was working in like different areas, but this one was something new to me. And I decided to learn more from him. So both of us are technical, but uh, the my oh. <laughs> but we decided to split responsibilities that way that he would be responsible for all the technical side and since i had some experience in sales and communication with people uh, we decided that i would be the salesperson and marketer and uh, creator of the website and all like one man band for the marketing and he would take care of the technical side. I think I think that makes a lot of sense uh, for sure. Um, can you talk a little bit about your product? So, what is what is the product? What what does it do? So, I mean, of course, from the uh, name, it's a scraping API. But can you translate in like layman terms? What does it allow people to do? Um, and who are kind of the main people that can use this API? Um, so maybe talk a little bit about your product and the main value propositions. What is what is the benefit of using this product? Yeah, sure. So when you need some data from the internet, you probably would go to Google and uh, type some search combination, search word, and you will get search result results open probably one of the first links and observe the information still uh, this process should be automated when you're doing this at scale so because it's really hard to do such amount of data processing by human still websites are not like websites don't like when you access them by some automation because they mm, think that it could be a treat for them you might want to create a denial of the service attack or you want to do some malicious actions so they protect themselves from this automated access as well as some of the websites could not be accessible from your region but could be accessible from another one region and before this uh, web scraping API concept appeared at the internet, uh, data extraction companies had to combine uh, proxy IP addresses, create some uh, anti-detection systems, create something that would allow them to overcome uh, Cloudflare capture. We decided not to create some really smart and technical advanced systems, but we got it in a different way. We decided to act the same as the real human would do. So mm. in our system, we are running a real browser, and this real browser observing web pages as it would do a real person. Mm. So we don't trigger the suspicion at those detection system system as well as we allow us to do it in parallel for thousands of websites. So when you need to get data from, let's imagine 1000 websites, you mm. can do it with probably two lines of code mm. and you would get it like in 30 seconds. Hmm. So we don't, we allow people to get all those data pretty easily without worrying about infrastructures, infrastructure uh, servers, but by just calling the API endpoint and getting the needed data. And we recently released a pretty cool feature that uses AI to extract data out of HTML. So you might know that 
websites are based on HTML, but when you're extracting data from web, you probably don't need it. You need the mm. phone numbers, you need price, you need product name. Mm. And extracting this data out of HTML could be a real pain. So we created AI that extracts it for you. So when you're calling our API, you just get in the data you need and you're specifying this data by just writing what you need. And mm. you can write by product name, product price, and you would get it automatically extracted for a really, really affordable cost. That sounds very, very interesting. I mean, everybody, today we're living in a data-centric world and everybody wants to use data. There are so many different applications, but now for AI, of course, if you want to train a model, you need a lot of data to, to train the model as well. Um, so you mentioned that, you know, a person can write a couple of lines of code and they can specify thousands of websites and you know, your system will go and scrape data from thousands of websites. Um, does the provider have to, does the user have to provide the links of thousands of websites or the, all the websites that they want to scrape? Or is it that, let's say that an e-commerce use case, right? You know, someone wants to do some product research or category research from Amazon. How would they do that using your API? Um, do they have to first provide like a list of all the web pages or websites that they want to scrape the data from? So can you kind of walk through at least like one use case of how somebody is using your product? Yeah, sure. So the most interesting use case, uh, as I think, is when you need to extract contact data for the further marketing campaign. And I think Google is the best tool for this. So you can extract data, you can extract website URLs you want to get information from by scraping Google search output for a specific keyword. For mm -hmm. example, you can look for uh, uh, companies that works with, uh, let's say, SEO, SEO mm -hmm. marketings. And uh, you are looking for them and you, as a result, you are getting like 10 pages of Google uh, search results. Hmm. And each of those have their unique layout, their unique uh, specifications. Some of them uses dynamic uh, layouts uh, for and modern technologies to display data. And as we are using browser and AI, you don't need to worry about all of those. You just need to go uh, scrape Google and URLs for the specific uh, keyword and then you you have all those like to imagine thousand of web pages you can get exact info from and you can just type uh, that you need phone number contact name contact email and you would get it wow that's that's awesome so if you think about some of these um customer data websites that are out there that charge thousands of dollars to access their contact database and which is kind of like a broad database. With your API, a person can go and just search a term like, you know, marketing agency in Toronto or marketing agencies in New York and all of the thousand results that they get of the different marketing agencies, your system is going to be able to go on those sites extract the company uh, information or, you know, uh, information of the contact, you know, phone number, email address, things like that, and then create a table and provide it to the user. And what kind of, does a person need to be a technical person in order to write code to, to be able to do this, or is this more very straightforward? So, unfortunately, yes. So let's say it this way. So unfortunately, yes, in case you won't reach us via any of our contact um, points. So we are really happy to conduct 
good relationships with our clients and we want to help them to solve their prop their problems so the integration with our product itself is not that hard and it really for the use case you mentioned before and we discussed it before like extracting contact data you would probably need not two lines of code but around six lines of code which is not okay. that bad mm. and uh, we are happy to provide these six lines of code we don't charge for that and we don't have like specific restriction that if you don't pay us we don't give you the help we're always happy to help our clients as bringing the value is one of our main values in the company we want to we want to help people and we want to bring the value and if we would do that probably we would have like we would have the revenue and so on so on but conducting a good relationship and helping people is a key for our success so it's better when you have someone that could help you with the technical side of the integration but if no we would be happy to help people to do that so then what is your pricing uh, strategy what does your pricing look like how do you charge um, is it based on um the number of websites that need to be scraped how how exactly is your does your pricing work you said that reasonably yeah re- it's reasonably priced right yeah so uh we had a fight with the second founder of, of scraping ant regarding the free subscription at our service so most of our competitors are providing free trial that are just to try their service and then you have to pay and it leads to some malicious actions and multiple account registering and other problems and the friend of my andrew who is a the co-founder of scraping and forced me to keep our current free subscription plan which includes um, 10,000 of API credits. It's Let's call it It's our, our internal currency. Hmm. So in the most simple case, the, this amount allows you to get HTML data out of uh, 10,000 of websites monthly. So hmm. it's fully featured plan. We doesn't limit... Uh, we only limit the concurrency, so you cannot do it in a thousand parallel requests you can do it one by one hmm. but we are we don't limit any other features you can use all the countries you can use browser so in the simplest case you would be able to extract one ten thousand of web pages still if you would need to use some more advanced uh, scraping capabilities it would require you to pay a bit more for one particular request and from now for now our ai extractor is still in beta version so we don't have a fixed price for for the requests but it depends on the size of the website web page if it's really big it would cost uh, more rather than in case some website is smaller so it would be uh, cheaper but it's free so we have a fully featured free plan and the motivation behind this that first uh, for from the other founder that there could be some enthusiasts and small companies that cannot afford uh, like paying for bigger plans so they could start with us and we could help them to grow so we can grow together and uh, giving something would help us to then get something back uh, which could be a good strategy so yeah uh, i cannot insist on something opposite so we decided to keep our free plan and operate this way so yeah it starts from a free plan uh, we have free tiers which include uh, like different price per uh, one api credit and we're also happy to provide any sort of customization for plans. So it really depends on the particular business who want to integrate with us. 
but we are aiming to work with businesses. So yeah, it's all about the business needs and we are pretty flexible in scope of uh, what we can provide and what um, the pricing could be for a particular particular use case. So basically your product, there's like, to me, it sounds like there's two components to it. One component is just the scraping and that gives you HTML code. And then the second component is taking that HTML code, utilizing AI and kind of giving it more human readable structure. Is that, would that be a correct statement? Yep, yep, that's totally correct. So when you are making AI enabled requests, you, it, the beginning of this request um, separated to, to two parts. The first one is extraction of data itself, HTML data. And the second part is uh, converting this data to human readable uh, format. And so we are planning to get away from this unpredictable price. It still would not be that high, but still it's harder to predict how much you would need those CPI credits for your use case. So we are going to finish the beta, the beta testing for this feature and stabilize the price at some constant point. So it would be easier for our customers to estimate their needs. So who are your customers? Like what kind of customers do you usually get? Um, are these usually more like new startups, you know, founders of new startups who are kind of, you know, starting a new project and want the data for that? Are these mostly, you know, companies who are utilizing AI? So they're looking for, you know, training data from the web. Um, are these like bigger companies who who are kind of um, utilizing data for competitive purposes or, you know, other things? So what kind of customers do you usually uh, come across? Do you have like any certain industry or category that you know you see more often than others so in terms of uh, business niches that are using our service it's really hard to tell because we we are trying to communicate and we are always happy to communicate and answer the questions, have a small talk with our clients and so on. But we don't insist on this and we don't force people to uh, receive spam from our emails and so on. So we are friendly at that side. So it's really hard to tell because not all of them are using our service with the um, business domain they are connected to. Still, I think that the main use case is e-commerce scraping. So mm -hmm. we have a lot of requests to get information from Amazon, from eBay, and from platforms that allow selling goods like Etsy. Mm -hmm. So most of our clients, not let's say not most of our clients, but a lot of requests are going to those websites. Still, uh, as you mentioned before, data and using data from internet is something that could be useful for any business. Hmm. So someone is interested in interested in getting data from Google and there, there are tools that are integrated with our API and allows to get data from Google, uh, human readable data from Google pretty easily. Uh, some of businesses would like to get a stock market price. Some of businesses monitoring cryptocurrencies using our service. So, and I think that's it's the main problem with marketing. Main, not the problem, but the main uh, um, uh, challenge. Yeah, main challenge. You're right. So, uh, to because it's hard to find the niche one particular niche as you could be helpful for all of them. So we are trying to uh, connect with people and find as much as possible niches that we could be useful for. And we don't focus on one particular niche. And when we are trying to spread and communicate with different businesses, we are receiving pretty good responses, pretty good feedback. And some of the companies haven't even think that data could bring them 
that sort of advantage and cost saving. Who are your competitors? I'm, I'm assuming that there's probably other data scraping services and sites, uh, tools that are out there that can perform the same task. Uh, but to me, it seems like where you're different is kind of the approach that you take in terms of um, how you scrape the data. Um, do you have any direct competitors in the market? Um, and um, what is the difference? Like if somebody is, uh, you know, an entrepreneur or business person who's kind of going on the web to find this kind of a service, how do they decide which service to go with? Um, and yeah, what, what should they be looking for? That's also a really good question. So uh, one of the competitors I'd really like to highlight, um, the name of them is uh, Scraping B. And we're joking about this, that uh, we have a scraping zoo here. And mm -hmm. I also tried to check availability of domain scraping zoo. And it was already, someone already took this domain. So mm -hmm. there are like many different websites started from 2021 mm -hmm. with the name started of uh, scraping and then the name of some animal. And mm -hmm. yeah, it's pretty funny, but I'd really like to mention Scraping B. Those guys from France, they're really good. And we recently had a really nice and friendly conversation for the first time. Uh, I think that we shouldn't be a competitors at all. So sometimes I really understand that use case for some particular business could be better solved by them. And I'm free to suggest them to check out their services as well. Still, the difference that we are provide is this one new feature for sure that allows to extract data automatically and pretty easily. And uh, also the technology itself allows us to extract data that are unextractable by other websites. So the way we are extracting this, the way we are providing and uh, getting preparing our browsers, it's a, in this unique way, as well as we are using a huge, I'd say really huge pool of IP addresses across the globe allows us to extract and get information without getting blocked. And also the thing that could be really useful for businesses that in case of a failure and in case you're still getting got blocked for some particular request, you won't be billed for this one. So we only bill for successful requests, successful data extraction. Otherwise, you don't need to pay and you don't need to spend any API credits, even if you're at free plan. So we are trying to bring value and it it's our goal to provide the best service. And we are committed doing this by not billing for our failures. So we are billing for only success. Yeah. Is there any, um, what are the, I'm assuming that on the web, if, if, if a data is public on website, it's public data, anybody can go and get it. But are there any um, considerations? I don't know if it would be considered legal or not, but um, for a scraping site to go to sites like Amazon, you know, which I'm assuming that probably puts a lot of barriers to prevent scraping on their sites. Um, is it still considered, you know, anything that's public is public data. And if I go on your site and figure out a way to, you know, capture that data, it's it's okay. Like, are there any legal or compliance considerations for for not, not just your company, but let's say your client, uh, you know, who's, who's using your site to, uh, you know, scrape data. Can anybody sue them? Hey, you're, you know, can Amazon sue someone and say, you know, why are you coming on my site every day, scraping thousands of pages and collecting data? Is there any issues there? Or is it that if your data is public, it's public, you know, I can 
come and scrape it if I, you know, if I if I can figure out a way to do that. So we are trying to spread the culture of white hat uh, scraping. So we are trying to provide and suggest the best practices for data extraction that doesn't really hurt for website owners and that would not shut like down and like that would not do any malicious actions it uh, we are doing this by monitoring activities in automatic way that uh, would not allow doing some really something bad some bad actions using our tool because our main goal is to provide tool hmm. for other people to use uh, still, some of the websites could say at their privacy policy that it's not acceptable to use automated access to uh, this particular website. Um, I'm not sure that this is something that really makes sense because if you're providing uh, your website, uh, if you have an op open access to your website, anybody can uh go to it and get data out of it. Uh, the From another side, it's possible that some data could be hidden by a login. So you need to authenticate at some particular website. If you're using automated access to such uh, parts of the website, it could be not legal. So we're trying to explain to our customers that something is right and something is really not. And they could consider um, what consequences could be out of some actions. Still, uh, there is a really good case, a recent case uh, about Google. So recently they updated their privacy policy for their search services that if you're allowing Google to index your website, to index your public web pages, you're also allowing Google to use your data to train Google's AI model. Hmm. So it leads that if you want to use Google and be present at Google mm -hmm. search, you're exchanging it to your data and uh, your data for their model to learn. So it's one of the recent cases and the most mentioned case is a real court case between uh, LinkedIn and some of the web scraping companies, data, I'd say data extraction companies because they are, they were the initial, they were the, initial actors of the extraction process. So, and uh, LinkedIn tried to sue them, but they failed because all the data they extracted from LinkedIn was publicly available. So, and, and that's the case everyone could appeal to. So if your data is publicly available, it could be scraped. Otherwise you need to protect your data with password or some other protection so nobody could access it as well as google could not index it and scrape it is your tool capable of uh, um of uh, scraping linkedin <laughs> can can somebody just scrape and and uh, get people's information uh only the public one so technically it should be possible with some of the tricks to even log in inside LinkedIn and act on behalf of the profile mm. you log in with. But uh, yeah, we are providing a fully featured browser capabilities. So yeah, we could get data from LinkedIn and yeah, sometimes even not that allowed one part. Oh, that, that's awesome. I mean, <laughs> I, you know, as you're talking, I'm thinking of all these different ways data can be used. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, data is, is definitely very useful. Um, how are you getting new clients? Uh, how are you marketing? So initially you said, you know, you had published your API on a marketplace, but now you're kind of doing your own 
things because you can control your marketing and you can uh, con- you know have direct connection with your customers um what kind of marketing you're doing right now to get new customers and um and do you do anything to kind of retain customers or you know uh make sure your customers are coming back again i think that the best marketing tool is the word of mouth so uh one of our like core values in this company is to provide some value for others first so when we are providing some value to others we could get we or could not but still we are trying to do it this way but you can get something back when you are first sharing something mm. so we are trying to communicate with businesses and help them to innovate their processes by using data we are trying to help them and they are uh, spreading this information with their friendly with their friendly businesses with their friends with uh, like other they are sharing f- feedback at twitter how good their processes now and the same is applicable for all the content we are trying to share so uh, currently i think that google is for example google is capable to understand when some piece of content is just a seo based article and when it's not and when it's full of some valuable content and helpful content hmm. and as we are a technical company and uh, it could be for a, a bit tricky for some companies to integrate with us we are trying to share all the tips and tricks and best practices and different ways to how how to do the data extractions extraction at our website as we already doing this for like for years and almost a decade so and the marketing i think yeah the mark the marketing concept of our business is to bring the value using different channels and then get back a feedback along with probably some new customers i think uh in the ai world when you know writing creating new content pieces is kind of democratized right anybody can go on chat gpt you know give some prompts and create like a, a at least a piece of content modify it and publish it i think number one i think uh, search engines probably kind of recognize which piece of content is you know what percent of it's written by human versus ai and i think over time maybe more and more value will be placed to original content that's providing original value rather than just you know ai created content that's you know taking information from the web and it's really just recreating something because in the ai world it almost disincentivizes people to write original content so i think uh, anybody who's creating new ideas new thoughts new content it's, it becomes even more valuable in the ai world because not everybody has the incentive to do that um what are your thoughts on ai what are your thoughts on the whole chat gpt thing are you um do you do you see it as a positive thing or a negative thing and how are you using it right now so like in short i think i'm really excited about it so i was the early adopt adopter of this technology and this technology allows me to explore this whole world of ai in different angle and access the open source open ai like models so there are some resources that allows you to have your own model based on your own needs and as you as we are processing lots of data we can use this data to teach and to prepare to train our model so uh, and we've been trying this for the last i think two years i've been so i was really 
so when you want to create to extract some data from the internet, you need to write a parser, to write HTML parser. Hmm. And it takes time and it makes you feel anxious when you need to do it often and for for different websites and it's the same process you need to investigate the css selectors you need to investigate the best way to uh, extract this data how to process it and i've been looking for the way to automate this instruction for in extraction for every website for the last two years but i haven't seen any technology that would allow me to do it with that is that the modern ai model models do so I'm really excited and currently I'm exploring much more information in different niches I've never been aware of using OpenAI uh, models as it's like the Google inside at your fingertips that explains and like it's really a good and arcuated data at your fingertips in a communicative manner so i'm really excited about it and it's hard to predict how it would evolve but i think it just a start for this whole new ai world that we would live in in the next several years for sure um what does your team look like right now are you still only two people or do you have uh, more people join your team so we have two full-time founders me and andrew and uh, as we want to focus on what we want to do, we are outsourcing some of the uh, business parts to other companies. So we are outsourcing uh, support and we are outsourcing uh, accounting uh, to other people, but all the technical stuff and sales are done by us. Okay. What is the future vision for your business? What do you see your business, um, maybe let's say five years down the road? So as we started talking about AI, I think that we are going to move in this area fully. Hmm. So we are going to provide a tooling for companies that are aiming to train their own models or provide our expertise in training models or even provide some uh, models and something like chat GPT, but um, that's related to data extraction uh, niche itself. So um, I think the, from the technical perspective, we would grow into this area as yeah, old ways of data extraction and working with data won't work and they are going to pass. So we need to maintain the pace of this modern world and adopt those technologies. And from the perspective of the business growth, I think the best way to keep our values as they are now is try to be as small as it possible and to grow only in the like when it's really needed but not but by just that okay we want to hire more uh, guys and uh, go out of operations so we like to do what we are doing and when we are staying small we can do it in our own way and like yeah, doing it at our own pace. No, that makes a lot of sense. Um, any any mistakes or lessons learned since you have uh, created your business? Um, I know COVID and, of course, you know, the war has kind of put a lot of challenges your way. But, you know, just in the sense of business, have you made any mistakes that you kind of regret or, you know, that has kind of taught you a lesson <laughs> that you can share with other entrepreneurs? So definitely I like doing mistakes. I think doing mistakes is the best way to learn something and to, to it's, it's the way to success. So uh, I think the main rule in scope of mistakes is to fail fast, try fast and fail fast because 
scraping ant is something that I'm I'm really excited of and I like doing this, but I'm not sure that is my that scraping ant is my last venture. So doing this business allows me to do as much as possible mistakes as I can do. And I want to do these mistakes. I want to try a different approach and understand why they uh, don't work. So this way I would be able to be more successful and prevent those mistakes in the future. So I think be not that successful, but having a lot of lessons is better than have a blind success. For sure. Now I'm going to move on to our rapid fire segment. In this segment, I'm going to ask you a few quick questions and you have to answer them maybe in uh, one or two words or a sentence or so. So the first one is uh, a book recommendation for entrepreneurs and why? Oh, that's the good question. So the best stuff I've recently read is the chat GPT output for my prompts. But I'm <laughs> really excited about podcast that um, was released by Transistor FM. Those okay. guys are really cool and their podcast called Build Your SaaS. So I started listening to their podcast in airport when I was traveling to our headquarters at Poland. And yeah, they are saying something that is outside of the modern um, common suggestions for uh, I've heard from other people. So yeah, I'd suggest uh, listening their podcast there and they are cool guys. So uh, awesome. yeah, I'd suggest this one. Um, an innovative product or idea that you are currently, that you feel excited about, you know, I know you said chat GPT, but any, do you have any other product or idea that you are excited about right now? Uh, all the modern generative AI models are really insanely cool. So mid-journey, um, open AI, image generation, they collected all the modern mathematical and technical uh, innovatives from the world and they are publicly available for like for us, for normal consumers. So yeah, it's it's really insane technology and I suggest to start looking into this and try those technologies as as fast as you can because being early adopters would be a huge benefit for you. For sure. Uh, a business or productivity tool or software that you would recommend or a productivity tip? Mm, I think the best productivity tip is to learn how to rest properly. You need to learn how to rest your body and your mind because if you want to be successful, you need to have a good health and good ideas, new good ideas. And you won't be able to have a good ideas when you are constantly grinding something. It won't be good for your health and for your mind. So you have to despite you want to that you want to success to come faster it won't be that way so you need to learn how to properly rest and to how to have the best time and not just grinding and and be always tired yeah i think i think that that's a very very important for sure um another startup or business that you think is currently doing great things Oh, that's, I think that military tech startups would be a new boom in our world. <laughs> it's really sad to say, but that's true. So there are insane technologies that allows people to save their lives hmm. and not be at the front line and to be replaced by robots, by drones. And I see how this niche is growing in the world now it's the basic concept of our future safety but still it's a bit scary that we need to work on this one instead of better thing but yeah they 
military tech is doing great things, a scary one ones, but great things. I mean, that's so interesting. As you said, it's it's sad that we have to work on these things. I think uh, given that all, everything that we know now, um, I think the all the nations of the globe should be collectively thinking about peace. I think we should be thinking about military tech to to save ourselves from alien invasion and and maybe also uh, like from catastrophe, like you know, uh, asteroid or meteor uh, uh, colliding with Earth or something like. How to divert that? So I think creating technologies for those things rather than fighting with ourselves, I think that's probably a better thing. Um, yeah, a I... a peer entrepreneur or business person whom you look up to or someone who inspires you? So, yeah, there are some really well-known entrepreneurs and owners of the media platforms, but they are not great people, so I won't, I don't want to mention them. But I really want to mention my parents that I'm really I'm really proud of the work they did in the past and how they transformed their lives. And yeah, I they are like I'm trying to be as that good as they been like back in days. Awesome. Final question. Best business advice that you have ever received or you would give to other entrepreneurs? So, yeah, I think the best advice that it would take way, like it would take much longer than you expect. So yep. you have to choose a right thing to do. You need to do something that you really like because doing something that you don't like uh, for a long time won't bring you success despite some niche or despite some trend. So just find something that you really like to do and you won't even like you won't even be you won't even like think bad things or you won't have have low morale regarding something if you really like to do something and you would get you would have the success if you do the thing that you really like i think i think that's a great advice i think if you're generally passionate about something you'll you know you you're doing it in a way because you like to do it you know beside despite you know setbacks failures challenges uh you'll continue moving forward and i think that's very important uh and i think the other thing that you said you know it's going to take more time than you have anticipated i think that's that's very very true well oleg those were all the questions that i had thank you so much again for uh joining me today um if anybody wants to check out your product or getting get in touch with you what is the best way to do that so you can visit our website you can just uh, check google and uh, search for scraping ant or go to scrapingant.com and yeah you can reach me at twitter we are our official twitter profile scraping ant and using our support email so yeah just write something like I want to contact Oleg and your letter would come to me. Awesome. Well, Oleg, thank you so much again for sharing your story, for sharing, uh, you know, your lessons learned, entrepreneurial and also personal. And uh, yeah, thank you so much again for joining me today at Reptox. Wish you all the very best. Thank you, Sushant. It was really, really great to talk with you. Thank you.